Hear now a reading from 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter, verses 16 through 21. Listen now for the word of God. From now on, therefore, we regard no one from a human point of view, even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view. We no longer know him that way. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. Look, new things have come into being. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us. So we are ambassadors for Christ, since God is making his appeal through us. We entreat you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, God made the one who knew no sin to be sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This is the word of God for all the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us love, comes the invitation from the beloved community, that community following Jesus so long that defined their whole beings by it. Let us love little children. They encouraged each other as if this love was something that was yet unknown and needed to be practiced like a baby carefully watching the footsteps of others until she finally discovers her own feet can move in this way, wobbly and imperfect, but still walking, still following in the way. Let us love little children, not in word or in speech, but as if our whole bodies are learning this new grace. Let us be bold in learning this new movement, for we will falter, and it won't be perfect, just as we are not perfect. Little children, it will feel new and awkward, and it should. It should feel strange to twist and turn our bodies into love's possibility. To learn how to love in the way of Christ, who is still trying to encourage us to love one another. Let this be what defines us now, in this moment. Not so that they will know that we are Christians, but so that we know who that God's love abides. God's love abides in me. God's love abides in you. I am in you and you are in me. And this changes everything. That is our prayer right now. That we will come to believe enough that God's love abides in us and be so changed. Oh Christ, May it be so.
Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, God, our rock and redeemer. Amen. So why are you here at church or joining us online for worship today? Are you here because your parents brought you to church? Are you here because your partner loves it and you want to be with them? Or because this is a part of your routine, you try not to miss a Sunday? Are you here because you feel compelled to serve in your church in some way, either as a, a cantor or a deacon, a greeter, etc.? Are you here because it's comfortable, because you're worshiping with like-minded people, those who think, look, or act like you? Or are you here because you want to grow your relationship with God? If you answered yes to any of these, great. I personally think they're all good questions and acceptable yes answers. But for today, as part of our Held in Love series, I'd like to think about this question of why are you here in the context of our scripture. And yes, it's another letter from Paul. Uh, in all fairness, mine was assigned to me through my uh, MDiv program, so I got to jump on everybody else before that. So. <laughs> Uh, in our reading today from 2 Corinthians, Paul is writing to the church in Corinth, pleading with them to listen to or follow him. But Paul's authority was being questioned. The people of the church were being misled by false teachings, and Paul implored them, don't lose your focus, your purpose, because we are ambassadors for Christ. Now, as a youth minister, ambassadors for Christ, that's the great slogan. Uh, but what does, that, what does that mean? What does it mean in the context of our reading? And what does it mean in the context of our lives? Well, the first question is mostly simple, if you think of it in a historical context. Paul was well aware of the weight an ambassador carried. By establishing himself as an ambassador, Paul gives authority or puts weight behind his work and his statements. Historically, this image of being an ambassador came with status and an understanding that you would be treated as someone with authority. The, the idea of an ambassador in ancient Greece was similar to our own idea today. There's a reason that people all over the world seek refuge in embassies. It's understood that the embassy, the place in which an ambassador lives or works, is not just a building. It's like a small piece of another country. When it becomes an embassy, a building is legally and culturally acted upon and changed. It is part of one country, even though it is on the soil of another. And U.S. embassies around the world are recognized as part of the U.S. government. In the same way, the ambassador's person is treated with the utmost respect. To mistreat an ambassador would suffer great consequences. In his letter, Paul is telling the, telling the Corinthians that he is God's ambassador and that they are in relationship with God if they are in relationship with Paul. So if the Corinthians separate themselves from Paul, they separate themselves from God. Okay, great. But what does ambassadors of Christ mean in the context of our lives? I believe the answer to this one's a little bit more complex. You could take an easy pamphlet-ready answer, which would be we go out and spread the word of God, or we share the good news. I think a little bit more 
difficult to publish answer is actually another question. How do we, as Christians, cultivate such an intimately connected relationship with God that we can live out God's vision to reconcile and transform not just ourselves and our direct community, but the entire world? Think back to some of the possible responses you may have had to my question about why are you here? Is it because you were told to come, compelled to come, comfortable here, wanting to grow your faith? Again, all acceptable answers. But are they pointing to how you are being an ambassador for Christ? Are they helping you cultivate your relationship with God into one that is reconciling and transformative to the entire world? Sure, we've all heard, in fact, I've been known to say myself that faith is personal, and it is. But our faith also calls us to community. Our faith calls us to a ministry of reconciliation. The metaphor of being ambassadors shows us that this relationship is for more than ourselves. We are personally connected so that we can bring that connection to others. Our faith tells us that we are to be in relationship, reconciled with one another. Reconciliation is a gift that we have received from God, and we are called to give that gift to others who step into our embassy, into relationship with us. That is our calling as ambassadors. In verse 18 from our scripture reading today says, All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. God has reconciled God's self with us, all of us, and in doing so, has called us to be reconciled with one another. Any walls that we perceive in the process of reconciliation are not because God put them there. Because through Christ's resurrection, there is a new creation, which means God has done the work of reconciliation. No, the walls are between us and others. This is why God seeks to bring the community together, for us to allow Paul's exhortation of reconciliation so that we can be healthy communities. And what do healthy communities do? They provide for the well-being of all individuals. So what does that look like? What does it mean to live out our faith in the reconciling love of God and become ambassadors of Christ? Well, in my role uh, with the youth of this church, I've participated in mission trips since 2015 and a recurring conversation that comes up. So we often wanna do a project or go on a mission trip that makes us feel good or where we can visually see the fruits of our labor. And I admit that every time this conversation comes up, I cringe, but I remember what ends up happening on a mission trip, ambassadorship and reconciliation. Take, for example, the summer of 2019. We loaded up somewhere around 35 youth and adults and drove to Birmingham, Alabama to spend a week painting houses. Residents in a low-income neighborhood in Birmingham were at risk of losing their homes. Insurance companies will do drive-bys there in that neighborhood looking for homes that appear to be 
in disrepair, and then they use that as a reason to remove the homeowner from their insurance. So we were all excited for this mission trip as usual, and the youth were excited to be doing big house projects. On the second or third day of our trip, we took the afternoon to go visit the 16th Street Baptist Church and Civil Rights Museum. Our youth learned of the racially motivated attack on the 16th Street Baptist Church in September of 1963 that took the lives of four young girls. 14-year-old Addie Mae Collins, Cynthia Wesley, Carol Robertson, and 11-year-old Carol Denise McNair were in the basement restroom changing into their choir robes before worship when the bomb went off and killed them. Now, at their work site the following day, one of our groups was talking with their homeowner about their visit the previous day to the 16th Street Baptist Church. And the woman you can see on her screen there in the middle in the pink shirt shared with the group that the girls that were killed were her friends. She was supposed to be there with them that day, but was running behind, and so they went on without her. What a powerful story for our youth to hear from a woman they had been getting to know while painting their home. One of our adult leaders, Tracy Brown, told me of their homeowner at a different work site. Tracy says, she sat with us each day, talked, and thanked us constantly. We even broke a window, and she called a friend right away who came and fixed it the next day. She wouldn't let us pay for the window, saying that we did so much for her. So we bought mulch and flowers and fixed up her yard and also cleaned her birdbath for her. The homeowner talked about how she knew her neighbors, and they watched out for each other. Don't judge. Be kind. And at the work site I served, our homeowner was not able to be home during the day because of work and caring for his granddaughter. Every morning, though, when we arrived, he had set out a cooler full of drinks and snacks for us to enjoy throughout the day. He also opened his home to us to use for restroom breaks and or to get out of the heat for a few minutes. Now, verse 16 of our reading today says, We regard no one from a human point of view. Even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view, we no longer know him in that way. I like this other translation, though, that says, We don't evaluate people by what they have or how they look. We looked at the Messiah that way once and got it all wrong, you know. We certainly don't look at him that way anymore. Our youth and adults set out on that mission trip, and hopefully every mission trip, as ambassadors of Christ, sharing a ministry of reconciliation. Yes, we often want to do something that feels good, or where we can see our accomplishments laid out in front of us. But what most often ends up happening is that instead, we stop regarding others from a human point of view. We learn to not evaluate people by what they have or how they look. These moments of hearing others' stories, having cold drinks and snacks provided for us, being shown grace and forgiveness from breaking a window, these are moments of ambassadorship and reconciliation being shown to us. Reconciliation can be found in learning from and seeing the world through the eyes of all of our siblings. It is not just something that we can offer others, but also something that we can receive when we are open to it. Remember in his letter to the Corinthians, 
Paul is telling them that he is God's ambassador and that they are in relationship with God if they are in relationship with Paul. If the Corinthians separate themselves from Paul, they separate themselves from God. So as ambassadors of Christ today, the same holds true for us. We are in relationship with God if we are in relationship with one another. And if we separate ourselves from others, we separate ourselves from God. So I'll ask you again, why are you here today? I hope that each of us is here today to cultivate an intimately connected relationship with God, receiving God's gift of love and reconciliation. This is not about marking off another task on our list of things to do or following a set list of rules or expectations. This is about cultivating that relationship that not only sustains us, but that also manifests in us such purpose that we have no choice but to share as ambassadors of Christ that same reconciling and transforming love throughout the world. Amen.